0: Let's go to 2 Samuel chapter 9. We'll begin with verse 1. God bless the music staff. Amen. Thank you, Jason. When I say something you like, just let me hear C over there. When you get it, shout amen. Amen. And David said, Is there yet any that is left of the house of Saul that I may show him kindness for Jonathan's sake? Are you there? And there was of the house of Saul a servant whose name was Ziba. And when they had called him unto David, the king said unto him, Art thou Ziba? And he said, Thy servant is he. Verse 3. And the king said, Is there not yet any of the house of Saul that I may show the kindness of God unto him? And Ziba said to the king, Jonathan have yet a son which is lame on his feet. Nudge your neighbor so who asked you all that? Look at verse 4. And the king said unto him, where is he? And Ziba said unto the king, behold, he's in the house of Mekah, the son of Amiel, in Lodibah. Some of you have been there before. Verse 5. Then king David sent and fetched him out of the house of Mekah, the son of Amiel, from Lodibah. Now when Mephibosheth. The son of Jonathan, the son of Saul, was come unto David. He fell on his face. You got to know how you act, how to act when you get before the king. And he did reverence. And David said, Mephibosheth. And he answered, Behold thy servant. Verse 7. And David said unto him. Here it is. Here it is. This is where we're going. Fear not, for I will surely show thee kindness for Jonathan thy father's sake. See, it was somebody else that got you that blessing. And will restore, that's a good word to underscore, restore thee all the old land of Saul, thy father. And thou shalt eat bread, how long? At my table, how long? Continually. And thou shalt eat bread at my table, continually. I want to talk for a few moments about, I'm getting it all back. I need you to turn and tell about three people, I'm getting it all back. I'm getting it. Father, I pray you cause increases. We're touched by this truth in the name of the Lord. Amen. Say it again. I'm getting it all back. This is a pivotal year, year 2015. The number 20 is the number of redemption. And the number 15 is the number of rest. Many of the Jews call this the Shemitah year. It is the year of the sabbatical or the year of the Sabbath. And the purpose of the sabbatical or Sabbath was that you were to get some rest, but more than that, you were to be restored, that you were to be redevoted, reconsecrated unto God. It was a time to tie up the loose ends and make yourself better for what was to come. Kind of sounds like a vacation. Yeah. How many of you, though, that go on a vacation and come back with a wrong attitude, like, I sure don't want to go back to work. <laughs> but the whole purpose of a vacation is that you come back re you know, reignited. To take the world on by storm and do something greater and something better. Amen, somebody. Is that right? But so many times we come back bored or disgusted and so on and so forth. Well, God wants us to have the attitude after we get restoration to know that whatever he has promised now, we can get it. I know the kids that are going to do better in school because I asked them a meaningful question during the summer. And I'll say something like, are you ready to go back to school? And the kids that say, absolutely not. I know they're not going to do much of anything. But those little ones that say, yes, sir, I'm ready to get back to school. then that means they understood that the summer was not to lose interest, but to get you reignited to do something greater than you've ever done before. So being that this is the year of rest, This is what God would tell Israel. He would say in the Shemitah year that you're not supposed to plant. Check it out. You're not supposed to plant. You're not supposed to till the ground. In other words, you're supposed to allow the land to yield on its own. Trust me, I'm going somewhere. You're supposed to allow the land to yield on its own. And not only were you supposed to survive from it, but also your neighbor's could eat now in the Shemitah year from your land. Wild animals could come, take down the scarecrows. All the animals can eat freely. Look at somebody and say, we're about to have overflow. That's what's going to happen in the Shemitah year. It is the year, as the old people say, where you take your hands off and God puts his hands on it. Somebody shout yes in here. And that brings us to where we are here because our main character, Mephibosheth, experiences a Shemitah year. There comes a time in life, beloveds, where you've got to say, I want everything that God says I can have. Can I get a witness in here? There are too many people that have this defeatist attitude about life. I enjoyed your magic when you talked in our banquet. You said some very powerful things about self-motivation. Amen. There must be in life expectation. I'm sick of folk who ain't looking for nothing. Say amen, somebody. you got to have a life of expectation. Why don't you do it again? I know you're talking to your neighbor, but this eight o'clock service and people are sleepy, so you got to touch your neighbor. I want you to ask the person next to you, say, what is God going to do next? Oh, man, that gets me out the bed. That gets my engine rolling because I know he's not through blessing me yet. Woo! Is there anybody that knows that God is not through blessing you? Amen. Well, don't get distracted because the devil is still the devil. Satan has come for three things. He has a very small agenda, but he's committed. Steal, kill, destroy. Steal, kill, destroy. But look at it, all of it's destruction, but that word destroy really means that he doesn't want you to put your life back together again. Quit thinking that Satan is so powerful. He's not that powerful. God has all power. The devil has some power. He's not a negative God. Satan is a fallen angel. He was in heaven. He was beautiful. He was full of light. Now he's full of darkness. Because whenever you lead God, you know what happened to him, don't you? He got the big head. He decided, this year, I'm running for God. Yeah, he had, you know, pins and everything, passing out, paraphernalia. I'm running for God. And God said, you ain't running for this. And kicked him out of heaven. He was beautiful, now he's ugly because he landed on his head. Say amen, somebody. Look at somebody and say, God's got more power than him. So it doesn't matter what the devil has planned. I need you to understand God's got another one. (laughs) Right? See, if God has a plan for me, are y'all with me? He also has a plan for my enemy. Uh Uh-oh. I said if God has a plan for me, he also has one for my enemy. Joseph said it like this, the devil meant it for evil. But God meant it for my good. Brandon has a quote, I, I, and he, boy, he's put stuff in here that I didn't realize. He has a quote in this book uh, from Henry Ford that I never heard before, but he says this. Whether you think you can or you think you cannot, you're right. <laughs> because life is all about what you think. What is it? Thoughts become words. What else? Words become actions. Actions become habits, right? Things you do all the time. habits become character what you're known for, but character determines destiny. So who you are all started with what you was listening to. You missed that, amen? So in our story, let me get to our story text. Our story text, a very meaningful story. The Bible is a good book to read, full of great information. Amen, it's a reality story. David is now the king of Israel and Judah, united kingdoms now. Judah, of course, was the southern kingdom, and Israel was the northern kingdom. After the death of Saul, who was the king, and Jonathan, who was the son of Saul, but David's best friend, Judah decided they wanted David. And David now becomes the king. This is how he got to be the king over both. Uh, nations, okay, kingdoms, because Saul was the king. And then they were divided after Saul's death. Judah wanted David, but Israel did not. Mm-hmm. They wanted Ishbosheth, the other son of Saul. So after Israel became king, then uh, he had some buddies that uh, he really didn't understand because they snuck up on him one uh, late evening when he was taking a nap, and they killed him in his bed. You got to watch who tucks you in. Amen, somebody. So after the death now of Saul, Jonathan, and now Ishbosheth. And these people were like Isis. They cut your head off and hang your body upside down in the streets. Eastern culture. Say amen, somebody. So now after the death of these meaningful persons, David now becomes king also of Israel. See, there's some folk that don't want you now, but they're going to want you later. Say amen, somebody. Yeah, you know you're doing something right when your past wants you back. We'll talk about that some other time. And that's the way it is because sometimes God allows people to figure out really what you're made of now or later, right? So David is asking the question. He's going around looking at his prowess and seeing all that he's accomplished and he's asking the question about this meaningful family, his best friend, Jonathan, and King Saul. And he says, is there any left of the house of Saul that I may show him kindness? For Jonathan, my friend's sake, because David understood I would not be where I am if it hadn't been for Jonathan. What are you talking about, preacher? Well, Jonathan's father was jealous of David, Saul. Saul. And he tried to kill him several times. But every time he tried to kill David, Jonathan, well, they didn't have text messages. They sent him a smoke signal or something or another. He got word to David. Dad's trying to come and get you at such and such place. Be somewhere else. And several times, Jonathan saved David's life. Oh, friends, when you get where you're going, don't forget how you got there. There's some people you've got to stop. And say, I just want to tell you, thank you. Somebody shout amen in this place. So he says, is there anybody left of the house of Saul that I may show him kindness? And they said, well, there's one that we can ask. His name is Ziba. He was a servant to Saul. So he calls for Ziba there in 2 Samuel verse, uh, chapter 9, verse 3. And King David said, is there not yet any of the house of Saul that I may show the kindness of God unto him? For Jonathan's sake. And Ziba said unto him, King Jonathan, have yet a son. But he's lame on his feet. See, some people will talk about your struggle before they'll mention your name. He said, "There is, there is a son, um, but, but he's lame on his on his feet. Um, yeah, he's he's um, he, he's he's not able. He's disabled, and and he wasn't able to become king because he he can't fight. He's not a warrior, and uh, so he's he's in another place." He's struggling. See, some people will confuse your struggle with who you are. My struggle is where I am, not who I am. Say amen, somebody. Come on, say my struggle is my residence, not my evidence. (laughs) No, no, faith is my evidence. I believe God no matter where I am. And it doesn't matter how difficult your life is right now. You better hold your head up and say something good is about to happen. Why don't you just nut somebody and say, I feel like this is a good day for me. This is a good day for me. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. So when people look past you, when people look over you, God has a future for you. Some people are locked in on your past, but you better get a glimpse of your future and know that even though it looks rough right now, I need you to tell somebody, you ain't seen nothing yet. Oh, no, 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 no. I may be broke, but I ain't broken. Come on, talk to me, somebody. So look at, he says, he says he's lame on his feet. He says, but what, 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 tell me, who is he? Where is he? How did he get lame? First of all, he's the grandson to the king. Here's what happened um, he was five years old when his grandfather and his father were being murdered. And when the maid who was keeping him heard that this was going on, because whenever they would kill uh, the king, they would kill everybody in his family. So the maid grabbed little Mephibosheth at five years old and began to run with him to escape to get to the other palace. And she fell and dropped him and broke both of his feet. Uh oh. Some people are hurt today. Watch this. Because somebody else was tripping. <laughs> You're slow, but you're worth waiting, though. Some people, some people are bothered today and can't get a grip on life because somebody else, you know what I'm talking about, was tripping. Be careful how you judge other people because of their situations when you don't really know what's going on because somebody else may have been tripping. Some mother, some father, some uncle, some, some sister, some employer, some counselor, some brother, some neighbor, some deacon, some usher, some youth leader, uh-oh, some pastor. You never know where a person's trouble has come from. Touch a neighbor, say, stop tripping, stop tripping. Tell them somebody's depending on your balance. Stop tripping, stop tripping. Somebody's depending on you to keep it together. Stop tripping, stop tripping! So here, someone is describing Mephibosheth by his affliction instead of who he really is. It may be your fault, or may not be your fault, but it is your season. It may not be your fault, friend, and don't don't get hung up on, I ain't do that, they did that to me. It may not be your fault, but it's your season. And so if it's your season, you got to deal with it. What is season? Season, that word is keros. It means short while. I need you to nut somebody say, will you please deal with this? Deal with it. By being lame, he was now disabled. And many people looked at him downwardly in disrespect because he couldn't be the warrior or the hero. They were used to the king's being. Amen. So he went to a place called Lodiba in the house of Makar. Yeah. The house of Makar, the son of Amiel in Lodibah. Even the, the name Makar means battered, so he was probably abused while he was there. Amen, somebody. The house of Makar, the son of Amiel in Lodibar. But here Ziba is saying, well, he's in, he's in Lodibar, King David. You really don't want him. But he didn't know who he was talking to because David had been used to being looked over. Lord have mercy. There was a time when David was a little shepherd boy and uh, uh, there was a time where God was getting ready for a new king and he said um, uh, to Samuel, go go to Jesse's house and and look at his sons. Uh, I'm going to choose a king amongst them. And Samuel goes to Jesse's house and Jesse lines up all of his sons except David. Left David in the field. All the tall, handsome, good-looking boys were in the house. David stayed in the field. David kept looking at the house, seeing smoke. Smelling hot wings. (laughs) Said, they ain't invite me to the party. But he kept on feeding and cuddling his sheep. But when he got there in the party, notice Samuel said, listen, I'm trying to anoint your boys, Jesse, but the oil won't come out. Uh Uh-oh. He said, is there... Another son, because I know I didn't miss God. Come on now. Is there, he said, Well, there is another son. He, I, I didn't think you were talking about him. See, see, he's a little ruddy fellow. He's in the field with the sheep and he smells like outside. <laughs> That's my wife's saying, You smell like outside. I said, You smell like inside. <laughs> anyway, so, 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 that he's, notice what, what he says though. He says, I will not, this is what the prophet says. I will not sit down until he gets here. Oh, excuse me, I got happy. Because you don't have to chase your blessing. It's chasing you. Quit trying to chase your husband. He's chasing you. A man is a hunter. He's looking for something he can catch. But some of y'all land at the doorstop like... Roadkill. Say amen, somebody. You got it. I need you to tell somebody that your blessing is looking for you. Hallelujah. You know, I don't get distracted with things, amen, because I know if it's really God, it's coming after me. Oh, shit. David said, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. I need you to nudge somebody and say, there's something good coming after you. Well notice, notice. Let me let me let me stir these greens a little bit more. And we're gonna find some peach cobbler. Say amen, somebody. Tell somebody God knows where you are. Other people try to forget and act like they didn't know. Oh, I didn't know you were in LA now. Oh, I didn't know. I, oh, I didn't know you were looking for a job over here. Oh, I didn't know. People will shut you out. No, but look at somebody, say, God knows where I am. And the good news is he never. He never forgets. Oh. So it's not your fault, but it is your responsibility. What happens in scriptures? I rush on. What happens in Scripture? Notice the Bible says, uh, even in 2 Samuel uh, uh, chapter 9, verse 4, And the king said to him, Where is he? I said, he's, Behold, he's in the house of called the son of Amiel, in Lodibah, Mephibosheth, the grandson of Saul. He had all of the rights to the wealth of the king. Everything that David is enjoying should have been Mephibosheth's. But because he was wounded, because he was hurt along the journey, he's now displaced. How many of you know somebody or you yourselves have been displaced? You know you're not where God wanted you to be. But look at the future because the name of Mephibosheth means this destroyer of shame. Good God Almighty. I need you to tell somebody there's something better inside of you. I know you're struggling with a little something, something right now, but there's something better inside of you. Now, where is he? He's in Lo-de-ba. Lo-de-ba. Lo Deba. Lo Deba. L O, Lo means no. Deba means fruit or opportunity. So he's in a place of no fruit and no opportunity they tell me grass wouldn't grow in Lodibar they didn't have no Walgreens in Lodibar come on talk to me they didn't have Oscars talk to me in Lodibar Lodibar was for the rejected the lonely the overlooked the disqualified it was a place people went where they felt hopeless where it felt like I don't have enough strength to pray. I don't believe God like I used to. It was a down place. Some of y'all been to Lodibar. They got some neighborhoods here in this city called Lodiba. But it's your responsibility to get up and get from that place where it seems that you have been held captives. So the Bible says that here he is now and he gets to King David and notice what he says to King David in my clothes. He says, what do you want with a dead dog like me? See, that's one of the reasons why so many of us are not where we need to be is because we're not thinking on the right level. It reminds me of the Sarah Phoenician woman when she came to Jesus and she was asking Jesus, she said, Jesus, can you, can you heal my daughter? And Jesus ignored the woman and the disciples said, Jesus, please do something for this woman because she is wearing us to death. And Jesus finally said, woman, what can I do for you? He says, is it meet to give the children's bread to the dogs? And the woman said, even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from the table. Listen, let me tell you something. You better recognize crumbs when you see them because if you get enough crumbs, you can make a pancake. I need you to tell somebody if I can get me enough crumbs, I'm going to put me together a a, a pancake. I call this woman the Crumb Snatcher. Any Crumb Snatchers in here, that's where you got to do what you got to do till you can do what you want to do. Look at somebody and say, I feel like I got to be a crumb snatcher. And notice what the woman said, even the dogs eat the crumbs. I got one question for you. Who let the dogs out? Who let the dogs out? Now notice because she began to worship Jesus. She humbled herself and said, even the dogs got to eat the crumbs that fall from the table and notice notice here what we see here is a bow wow she bowed and came up with a wow because the bible said when you humble yourself you'll be exalted in due time i need you to touch somebody and just bark and tell them bow wow now because i see good things coming shouting David said, man, because of your daddy, you're going to eat bread at my table. In other words, you got a seat at the king's table. That's what David, he wrote. He said, thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Come on, say that he prepared a, a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Well, that's a closing verse I must read for you. It is the last verse in this chapter. It said, So Mephibosheth dwelt in Jerusalem, for he did eat continually at the king's table, watch it, and was lame on both his feet. Now, if I had to write this, I would have gotten Mephibosheth healed. I would have had him healed of his problem. But God left the problem there. Ask me why somebody. Because pain is a reminder. Pain is a teacher. Paul said I had a thorn in my flesh. And I prayed three times. God take it away from me. But he said God left it there. So I could stay humble. In other words the thorn had a point to it. (laughs) Your pain has a point to it shouty at somebody so what do I see now Shaft? running back to Lodibar to get his stuff but he's smiling now while he's hopping and somebody said what you smiling for Shaft?' he said I may be crippled but I got a seat at the king's table well let me help you Look at somebody and tell them the seat at the king's table is good news. Well, why is it good news? Because whenever you're at the table, what your problem is, is now here. Look at somebody and tell them as long as I'm at the table, my problem doesn't show up because my blessing is not under the table, it's on the table. Lord have mercy. He said, I'll prepare a table. Well, you know how big your table is by how many enemies you got. The more enemies you have, the bigger your table is. Somebody shout my table. is spread. Well, here it is. I'm closing with this. Watch this. He's under the table, his feet, but on the table is his blessing. You got to watch folk because they'll do some stuff Y'all ain't gonna work with me, I'm trying to sit down. But guess what, while they're working, God is still putting potatoes, black-eyed peas, cornbread, on top of your table. Shut him in, somebody. It doesn't matter what's going on in your life. I'm gonna close with this story. It doesn't matter what's going on in your life. How difficult circumstances are. Everything that God is doing, help me say, is for a purpose. I remember when, I got my oldest son with me, but I remember when I was teaching him how to swim. And I'd read an article that said that babies could swim. And so he was six months old and I made sure my wife wasn't at home. And I put some floaters on his arms and some floaters on his legs. And I kept looking back at the house and I went on into the pool with him. Because I read this article that said that babies could swim, <laughs> y'all don't believe me, at a real young age. So I put him in the water and boy, he started kicking and moving. I said, look at this, ain't that something, look at God. He started kicking and moving. And I looked back to make sure she Melody wasn't home and I said, I wonder what he'll do underwater. So Bishop, I pushed him. I promise you I did it, there he is over there. I pushed him down underwater. He came up. I said, at least he can hold his breath for a few seconds. I know that seems like I'm insensitive. I know, oh Lord. Gonna get better at 11 o'clock, I promise you. I, I, it feels like it seems like I was somewhat abusive to, to, my, to my child. Take this. I know it seems like I didn't know what I should be doing as a parent, but what you forgot about the story was I was there all the time. That's all I came to tell you that even though it gets difficult for you, God was still right there all the time I need you to tell three people he's right there, he's right there no matter Ah! no matter your struggle, your trouble hang on in there he's got a blessing with your name on it he's right there all of the time, say amen for our bishop as it comes